This is episode 106 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Welcome to episode 106 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, I have the fruitful investor, Matt Pichet, on the show for the second time. He was originally on episode 16, and Matt has done a lot since then. So when I have high-level investors on this show, I always find that when I catch up with them about a year later or whenever it is later, they've accomplished a lot, and Matt's no exception to that. Last time I had him on the show, he was talking about his well-refined flipping business. He was constantly bringing properties in using his wholesale tactics. He was flipping them and he was generating a healthy profit on every single one. Well, now Matt's still doing that. He's sold off some of his hold portfolio and he's doing private lending, generating $20,000 of profit per month in addition to continuing on with that flipping business. And I, I often find myself just questioning, how does he have time for it all? How does he fit this all in his head? How does he delegate these tasks and continue to grow? Because every real estate investor eventually struggles with this about managing time and how do you continue to grow? So with Matt, it's like a peeling back the layers of an onion. We really dug into it in this discussion and got into what his business practices are, how he's been able to grow and how he continues to grow because we can all apply that in our businesses. As always, I recommend going back to episode one if you're new to this podcast so that you can absorb the nuts and bolts that we dig into in the first 10 episodes. And then of course, just continue on and enjoy all the wisdom that's been dropped by the many wonderful guests of this podcast. And I'd like to ask you a favor if you could please just make sure that you hit the like subscribe button hit the notification bell if you have not already done so and then leave me a comment below if you're watching this on youtube if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to leave me a rating and review let others know what you think thanks so much for tuning in please enjoy episode 106 with the fruitful investor matt pichet hello and welcome to the andrew hines real estate investing podcast i have on the show for the second time but it's been a while matt pichet thanks for having me man <laughs> yeah matt, yeah thanks for coming um so a lot has changed. It always does. It yeah. seems like with uh, productive real estate investors, uh, one one time I interview them, a year later I interview yeah. them and, and a lot has changed. So um, last time I talked to you, you're doing a lot of uh, Burr projects, yeah. a lot of joint ventures. And uh, I know I've spoken with you since, uh, just not on the show. Yeah. Um, tell, tell us what you're up to. Yeah. So now we kind of switched gears completely actually from the Burr strategy and now we're doing flips full time. So we're full on. We're still doing Burrs. We're still doing partnerships, but the main focus is the flips. Yeah. Why, why the change? Uh, I just want more active income in this part of my business and this part of my life. So we kind yeah. of sold off about 12 properties in the past year mm-hmm. of all the buy and holds we had, or not all of them, a good amount of them, and then took the profits and then got it into private lending. So I'm looking for more passive lifestyle. Yeah. Why were you just finding you were too busy? Yeah, it was just like, I just want to enjoy like the fruits of my labor kind of thing. Cause like we've been working mm-hmm. for like 10 years, just grinding, grinding. And like we were kind of like wealthy on paper, but you know, mm-hmm. we still have to work, work, work for this money and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? Let's switch gears and sell some of these properties I've had for three, four, five, seven years. Yeah. Took the profits, threw it in private lending. And now, you know, we're living off the cash flow, which is fantastic and still doing flips and still doing buy and hold. So now we're getting the whole, the whole picture here. So in other words, it's more fruitful. Way more fruitful, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to live up to that name. Exactly. Um, so approximately what, what, what amount of cash did you set aside to, to be for private lending? Yeah, so we started private lending about nine months ago, and we already have $1.5 million into private lending okay. right now. Was the idea that you'd be able to vacation more and kind of just walk away from yeah, this? Totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Just more vacations and then more like if, especially what's going on right now in the world, if I just said, screw it, I'm out of here, I'm done with this. Like I mm-hmm. could retire tomorrow if I wanted to and be very, very happy with the amount yeah. of money we're making. But, you know, 
What do you think about, so obviously inflation is something we're going to worry about yeah. here with the way our government's printed money. One of the things that crosses my mind when I think about private lending, because I know it's a great way to create cash flow in your life. Yeah. What do you think about the concern with your principal? You yeah. know, you have 1.5, but is 1.5 really 1.5 next year? Yeah. I don't know, but we're getting such good returns on our, on our money. Like we're getting 17% almost across the board on our money. So inflation is not going to be 17%, right? Might, I don't know, be 3%, 4%, 5%, right? So well, we hope not anyway. Yeah, Jesus, I hope lower than that. But yeah. even if it is, you know, we're making 17% on our money. So okay. it ain't going to be that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. And odds are it, it certainly hasn't been that. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's hope that we don't ever oh, have man. to yeah. see that. Sure. <laughs> that's the thing, like with, with property, I know that no matter what, that's going to go up in value, but I certainly get it. Like I've yeah. done some private lending myself. Obviously, there's a huge benefit there. Yeah. Um, okay, so you've got that. You're doing flips. How many flips are you doing at a time? Yeah, uh, about three to four at a time at any time. Yeah. Three to four all the time. Yeah, so we're doing about 15 to 20 flips a year. And then plus we're doing still our buy and holds whenever we do them. We also managed renovation jobs for our clients. So like we help yeah. them buy the property as as I'm, I'm a realtor. So I help them yeah. buy it and then our fruitful team manages that. So we have, yeah. with all of the jobs going on, it's like four or five, six rentals at once. How the heck do you do that? A team, man, which is the next part. This is why I wanted to get into the private lending thing because we have team members now, the social media guy, our, our project yeah. manager, our assistant realtor, because I'm getting way too busy for the realtor stuff. Who else do we have? My wife does all the staging and uh, all the color schemes for the flips and stuff like that. Um, yeah, the team's growing really well. So I'm yeah. not really like in the business at all anymore, which is exactly what I wanted. How did you manage that? So I know... Like a lot of people, they come from, you know, they went to like school, they learned about business at Min or something. They started yeah. like getting a little bit of a basis. I don't think you started there. No. So how did you, one, educate yourself to be at this point? Yeah. Did it just come naturally or yeah. like, tell me the story behind that? I think it came kind of naturally because when I got out of high school, I went to carpentry and did my apprenticeship. So right after high school, I got right into construction. My dad was in construction. His dad was in construction. So it was kind of in the family. Mm-hmm. So... I learned how to renovate properties and I had my own business when I was really young, 20, 21, 22, renovating properties strictly for other investors in my area. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of started and how I became a realtor and more white collar is um, all my clients I was doing rentals for were like, Matt, I wish you were a realtor. Like all the realtors I'm working with don't know anything about renovations, cash flow, budgets. Yeah. You know all of this already. You should be a realtor. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. But like, but I knew I wasn't going to be a realtor forever. Or sorry, a, a, a carpenter. There's no one's going to bust my ass for, you know, t- I was 50 yeah. years old. So I was like, well, maybe I'll entertain this realtor thing. So uh, anyway, I, I just slammed through my realtor course in four months, just did it all. Became yeah. a realtor specializing still with investors. And then it just kind of grew and grew and grew. But before being the realtor, how yeah. did you, how did you know cash flow at that yeah. point? You didn't. You weren't the realtor. You didn't own the properties. Yeah. So how did you know? You just took an interest. Or you were just asking questions and kind of learning as you went. Yeah, I was just. I just took a huge interest. Um, I got into like I was obsessed with flips, but like at the age of eighteen, I was like watching HGTV, so I was just obsessed with that. Yeah. And then I found Rain, which is the, the what yeah. really came like from all my mm-hmm. education came from Rain. So I just dove into Don Campbell's books, went to rain meetings. And then that's really when I sparked my interest and was learning about cash flow. And, but yeah, I don't know. I guess it kind of came naturally. I picked it up really quick mm-hmm. and the whole moral of the story was, I was just like obsessed and still am like just savagely obsessed about business and success and real estate. Yeah. So that's, that's the key to all of this. <laughs> Let's unpack that more though. Yeah. Like why, why savagely obsessed? Like, what do you see it doing? Is it just like an emotional, I find this fun yeah. or is it like, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get from A to B. Yeah, trying to get from A to B, but if, if I look back throughout my life, like things that I was really, that I enjoyed, I was always like in full on yeah. obsessed about anything, whether it was like playing 
playing the guitar in a band, skateboarding, like whatever when I was a teenager, right? But anything that I loved, I was just like full on. So it's just my personality type to just do a good job. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it very well. So that's just kind of where I come from naturally, I guess. Did you have a vision when you started of what it was going to be? Like, did you think, oh, I'm going to buy a property or you thought, oh, I'm going to buy 10 properties. Like, what was it? Uh, I don't even know. Like, I I didn't think I was going to get this big or like this amount of real estate for sure. But I knew I was going to do well because I just grew up with a middle class family, lower middle class family. And my parents always struggled for money. And I just knew like, I'm not going to do that. But I didn't know, you know, we're going to take it to this level. But I just knew I wasn't going to do the normal average thing. I knew that too. Like I was yeah. in the same position with my family. Like they were middle class, didn't have a whole lot. You know, I, I remember this, the fights about money, not yeah. fights, but like, you know, yeah. I, I would walk into my parents' tension. You For know. sure. So that I knew I didn't want. Yeah. But there's, you only need to go so far to overcome that. Then it yeah. comes, it becomes something else. So yes. right now, is it just about being the best or is, yeah. it, is that kind of where you're at with it? Yeah, I guess so. Like just being the best, like obviously yeah. I have friendly competitions with like other investors in my area. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you did a flip. I'm going to buy two. Like whatever. <laughs> it's just yeah. like a competition. Because now, it, like you're saying, it is fine. Like, like financially, I'm taken care of for the rest of my life. I can yeah. stop right now. So now it's just about like getting better at the game, um, just yeah. getting more properties, um, and then just more of a healthy, free lifestyle. Yeah. So, for, for example, to get like real into it, like with the private lending, we're making twenty thousand a month, totally passive, right? The goal yeah. for me is a hundred thousand a month, totally passive. Okay. So once I get to that point, that's that's what I'm gonna pull out the gas pedal i say that but we'll see <laughs> you won't exactly realistically yeah. you won't yeah. okay so 20k yeah and that's that's another thing we should we should unpack a bit more yeah. is 70 17 percent is, is definitely high yeah um you know normally with like through a mortgage broker people aren't paying as much but of course you pay legal fees and broker fees yeah. and all that stuff how are you managing 17 percent when other people aren't getting that yeah, it's just people that I know personally. So uh, investors that I know who are flippers like me, they need money. They don't want to jump through the hoops and go to the mortgage broker and all that crap. So yeah. I'll give them the money for 100% of the value or more because I trust them. I know oh, them. Oh, okay. So it's um, just a quick deal. Okay, quick here deal, it is. Yeah, yeah. Just e-tran- or like wire transfer from the bank. No, yeah. that's it. It's simple as that. <laughs> so, okay. So yeah. it's ma- it's basically a trust thing. Yeah. You don't, they don't have to deal with the fees. Do you, do you set the, like a minimum term for them? How long they're going to borrow the money? Uh, no minimum, ter- no minimum term. It's usually like a six month expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, the contracts usually are always six months. And then if I need the money like two months beforehand, I'm like, Hey, I, I need that money back for whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's usually a six month. Yeah. Okay. So you guys just kind of have a loose, this yeah. is roughly what you need. This is roughly what I yeah, need exactly, and it works yeah. out. All right. So are you looking beyond this? I know you talked about getting to hundred K you're at 20 K now. Yeah. Um, how many properties still holding uh, right now? Like 20 something like that 22 like yeah. to, to hold for rentals and those are all jv yeah yeah okay are you looking like what's the next step for growth because obviously i think i think you were seeing a lot of the same thing i was seeing is that it's a it's a lot harder to make a burr work yes. a lot harder to make cash flow happen yeah you're leaving a lot of money in these burrs um what's next yeah so time will tell with the real estate market in the sense right now obviously we're at the boom of the or like we're in a boom market whether we're at the top of the boom or the start or the end i don't know right nobody mm-hmm. really knows but we're definitely in a boom phase so we know we kind of was coming down the horizon later historically yeah so right now when the getting's good i'm just gonna keep flipping keep doing that mm-hmm. and then um when the market dips and goes back and the pendulum swings maybe i'll do more buying holds at that yeah. point right that may be three four years down the line from now i don't know but that's we'll yeah. cross that bridge when we get there but right now I'm building the flipping business and you can do well with flips at in any stage of the real estate cycle. Yeah. 
Now, the only thing I don't love about flips is if you happen to be, if, if it drops off really quick, yeah, and you're yeah. stuck with them and they don't cash flow, then you yes. might find yourself holding, yeah. holding a little bit of real estate you don't want to be holding. Yeah. So the thing we do is just, we have to get deals, man. So that's yeah, why we're get getting off market deals way under market. So if there is a correction that happens yeah. in like three months, you know, and, and we're also doing flips that are two to three months maximum. Three months is a maximum reno time I will okay. do. So we're usually banging these out, honestly, in 30, 60 days. So the, the odds of the yeah. market just like yeah, and changing I, in 30, 60 days. Usually you have a signal before yeah. it just falls apart. Yeah, very unlikely. And then we're also buying such low that even if there is like a huge change, we'll just net, I guess, break even like yeah. worst case. So we're okay. So this is, this is what I want to press on because there's always yeah. like good investors always have that backup plan yeah. or maybe two backup plans, yeah. which it seems like you do. Um, what's... I know you've told me this before, but as a recap, what's a good deal to you when you're looking for a flip? Yeah. So the way we buy like our metrics is after repair value times 80% minus renovations. That equals the purchase price. Okay. Yeah. So if we can break that, I'm trying to like verbally do it. <laughs> I need yeah, pen and like paper the, in front of me. But we can, we can uh, go through an example yeah. of that. Um, a quick example. I know it's top of my head because we do so many of these is if the after repair value in a Kitchener property is going to be 600000 when I'm done with it, um, I have... And, and it's, it's like an $80,000 renovation, which is the average, you know, reno we do for single families. I have to buy that house at 410. Okay. So yeah. And, and that 410 house will probably be worth on the market 500 as is. Okay. So if I'm buying it at 410, it's worth 500 and there's, and there is a recession, the odds of me losing money is very unlikely. Oh yeah, you're in a you're in a pretty advantageous yeah. position at that point. Now, the obvious question <laughs> that anybody has yeah. is how the heck are you finding it when when things are so hot and you're yeah. in the Kitchener market? Yes. Which is definitely hot. Yes. <laughs> so so how are you doing that which so many other people are struggling to do? For sure. It's, it's just so much money in marketing to find these yeah. these uh these motivated sellers and that's kind of the secret with wholesaling or flipping in general is you just have to spend like so much money so much especially money. now with like, um so many people are getting into wholesaling like it's ridiculous yeah. man it's ridiculous so like my strategy literally i don't know if i should even say this but it's just literally like i'll outspend you that's I'll it outspend. yeah yeah that's that's the strategy for my area and and is it outspend in physical mail or is it outspend doing um multiple strategies yeah, can't say too much now yeah <laughs> it's, no, uh, I, I get yeah, that. yeah it's uh yeah physical mail online ads facebook ads we're doing we're doing yeah. we do everything yeah yeah you're just doing everything yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense if you don't mind me asking what ballpark is outspend right now yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't have to say it if you don't want to yeah. i'm just trying to get a gauge of what it costs to to put a business together like this. yeah so if you want to really do it like the way we're doing it and we're just starting man like there's I know guys are just crushing what we're doing, but like we're spending twenty thousand a month in marketing. Twenty thousand—that's what it takes. Okay, yeah, and that that gets you how many deals in your current model? And of course, there's so much more to it than just spend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. But uh, we get about two to three deals a month. A two month. to three deals a month yeah. out of that. But I mean, if one deal is eighty k below exactly. market, then it paid for itself yeah. four times the, over. The average flip profit we're making right now, anyway, is about fifty to sixty k per flip. Yeah. And are you using your own money to do that or none? <laughs> so you're JVing. Why not take some of the money from the from the uh, private lending and use yeah. it for that? Because obviously the return is much higher than giving up half of yeah. your uh, your your return on a purchase like yeah. that. It's no fun, man. It's no it's fun. No fun. <laughs> so it's it's more of an, uh, yeah. an emotional connection kind of thing. Yeah, well, it's just right because I need so much money because we're doing yeah like a million, a million and a half a month in buying and renovating. So it's just easier to uh, to raise that, and we raise it so quick. With mm-hmm. everybody, everybody we have lined up who wants to be part of our business and lend to us, the money is yeah. like totally there. So, 
It's just, it keeps the machine going faster. If I had to use my money, I'd have to think about it. Okay, well, I got 500 grand. I've only yeah. got 300 more because I bought this one. Just raise it all, man. And then I put all my money to work pr- passively. Yeah, and that yeah. keeps going. That makes a lot of sense. I actually do something similar. Like, I, I like to leave my monies for me. Yeah, like, that's exactly. for running my business. I don't want to have to take away from that. I want to yeah. keep keep that separate. So um, now before when you were you were talking about this, uh, you said everything had come from YouTube. Yeah. Is that still the case? Definitely still the case. Yeah. All so my partners, every single partner has Every single partner come from YouTube. Every single one. Yeah. That's incredible. And same with our money lenders, like our private lenders for our flips. They all were like, hey, I saw you on YouTube. I, you know, like I want to lend to you. Let okay. me know. <laughs> oh, is that how they're happening? So those, totally. are, those are not JVs. They're, uh, they're private lending. Yeah. Deals. So for the flips, we do private money. So I borrow private money from other people and, yeah. you know, 13, 12%, whatever. And yeah. then, um, yeah. And then we do the flips that way. So that's awesome. Okay. So is that typically. Um, when you're when you're doing it like that, is that typically just a similar deal to what you're doing? Like exactly just to, thing. yeah, exactly no, thing. <laughs> no secured mortgages. It's more yeah, just promissory a, a piece, notes. promissory note, yeah. a piece of paper, and yeah. do a deal. Yeah, that's that is like the lifeblood of of a flipping business. 100%, yeah, yeah. 100%. That, I'm 100 on board with you, and I've yeah. done it exactly the same way. Yeah, um, that's the way I, I definitely like to do it because then you know, and especially when you know you can raise so much, you, you don't. You look at a project and you say, well. Yeah, I could do that. It's easy. Totally. two phone calls. hundred <laughs> percent. Like it used to be so much like, oh, I, I don't know if I can raise it. And that's a lot of the problems, you know, most flippers have is I don't know if I can raise the money. I got to do a conditional offer with the seller, which in this yeah. market is like way too hot. The sellers aren't stupid. Like they want a firm offer. So I can go in there and be like, yep, I'll buy your house now. And I, if it closes next week, yeah, no problem. I'll make one phone call yeah. and buy it. So that's kind of the advantage we have over other local flippers in our area. Okay. So Let's walk through that process a little bit um, when you're when you're going into. Well, first off, does the phone call come to you or do you have somebody taking those phone yeah, calls? So we have an acquisition manager, another person I forgot about that's on our <laughs> team. So they take all the phone calls. I don't do anything anymore. So like example, yesterday we just bought a house in Brantford. Never mm-hmm. saw it. Never went to it. Never answered the phone. This guy did it all. So how does how does he know what to look for and then what and what you're going to want? Do you do you provide him with the comps yeah. and then he just says this is what this is, this is what it has? Yeah, he's got access to my system. I don't yeah. know if you even say that, but he's got access to my system because I'm a realtor. So he does all the comps. He makes sure it's a good deal. He yeah. knows renovations. He's also an investor. He gets it, and uh, yeah, yeah, he just does everything. What's in it for him? Full time employee or commission? Or commission what? based. Commission, commission based. based. Uh, so yeah, the better the deal he gets, the more money he gets paid. If he did, if it's an okay deal, he gets an okay. How the heck do you think of all this stuff? I just ask other people. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He, yeah. And people, I just piece it together. Yeah. And your wife's obviously in the business with yeah. you. Yeah, now push full time, yeah. You guys push each other? Yeah, totally. I, I push her a lot more. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you get in trouble for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually, uh, that's awesome. Okay, so so you have somebody come in as an acquisition manager. Tell me, like, obviously you've trained him, you've worked yeah. with him. What's the typical process when he's going in and trying to, uh, to close a deal? Yeah, it's just being uh, friendly and just trying to solve the seller's problem like that's yeah there's all these things you can learn and and mm-hmm. all these mirroring tricks and like you know what i mean all these yeah, sales yeah. tricks when it really comes down to it it's just can you solve the seller's problem and think of something to help them and can you close the deal right now what that's kind of problems thing. are you typically encountering like what's the what's the motivating factor yeah, biggest one is the house is in a, a mess usually like the one yeah. yesterday i managed to show you the video it's like gong show hoarder house yeah those are the houses we're buying they can't sell them on the mls even now in this hot market like you can't sell that house on the mls it's just way too much stuff they're embarrassed which is the biggest thing they don't want people walking through their house seeing all this stuff judging them so they just want an easy cash deal right now and the biggest thing is they want to leave all that shit behind all yeah. the stuff stacked to the ceiling they want to just walk away from they the just house. walk away from yep. all their stuff 
Yeah. So the deal, like almost every day we buy, we put a clause in there saying like, you can leave all your shit. I'll say that. No, <laughs> <didn't>. put shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they love that. So if we can close the house now, we'll move the closing day whenever you want. Yeah. Because we don't care when it closes. So if, it, you know, if they agree on March 23rd, right now it's January 11th or whatever, um, you know, and, and it comes two weeks before that and they're like, Matt, I need more time. Like I haven't found a house. No problem. Let's push it to May 12th. I don't care. Oh, so so that work flexibility that like you can't get that with a realtor ever. So yeah, it's a big one. I, uh, one of the ones I, I bought, um, was just like that. This lady had already bought another house. I'm like, no one's going to come up with this date for you. Like, yeah. you know, I was, I'm like, there's a lot of other reasons this is a good deal, but realistically, that's a, that's a risk. Yeah. So you know what? I'll give you that exact date. You got your money. You don't need to worry about yeah, it. Exactly. And that was like done deal. Yeah. So, and I think she sold it for like about $160,000 under what she would have got. Yeah. If she'd gone on the market. So there, when you can solve the problem exactly, exactly. like that, right? Yeah. So your guy, when he goes in, um, he's just kind of trying to be a little bit friendly, get a, get yep. a feel. Are you trying to sign a deal that day? Yes. hundred percent. And you how must. do you do that? Cause you got, you have to have all the legal information. So you're going ahead, assuming you're going to get this hundred percent. Yeah. So to get your two to three properties a month, how many properties are you actually going to see? About 10 to 20 per month. 10 to 20. Yeah. So every single one you try and yeah. some of them are, you just can't solve the problem. And exactly. It, or they just want too much. They just, yeah. they have their, they have real estate expectations for like a retail price, but unrealistic for what yeah. we need. Would you tell them that? Like, oh, hey, this, this is, this is totally, uh, I know you said disclose, 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 right? Yeah. You have to as a realtor. Well, yeah, because yeah. I'm a realtor. Like I have to tell them like, you will make more money if you yeah. sell with a realtor. And that's kind of the strategy uh, we do. It's like, we'll just be straight up. Like you will make more money doing this. So we're not people and then they i don't know if i can swear on here <laughs> <laughs> i could beep it out okay so uh so yeah so that's just a really friendly approach they start to trust yeah. you because like what well, this is option a this is option yeah. b right yeah will you list it for them if they uh 100 yeah, yeah so you got a backdoor there we got the yeah. whole brokerage kind yeah. of agency approach which is we're just started that now because we started yeah. we tried to do the walking in with the sweatpants on and you know just being a guy who's gonna buy a house <laughs> i did that for a long time and then we just recently switched the whole thing let's have branding let's have t-shirts let's have a whole company approach and it's killing yeah i think so it creates more trust that you're saying. yeah exactly yeah that makes a lot of sense Okay, so you started up a, a brand for your for your buying business, and that's separate from from what you sell at the end of the day. What, what you sell at the end of the day is just on the MLS. Is yeah, that right? on the MLS. I listed them realtor, obviously. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're real busy doing a lot yeah. of transactions. Do you yeah. pay yourself a commission on that, no. or you just no, just zero? Because well, it doesn't really matter now because um, as a realtor, like five months ago, you were making personal income. So yeah. 50% tax rate, right? Yeah. Uh, just recently, realtors finally got the ability to incorporate. Yeah. So I was putting all the money into the corporation, which is my flipping business. So yeah, so I was taking no commission because why would I pay 50% on the commission? I can just stick mm -hmm. all of that profit into the corp and pay 15%. Yeah. So, but now I'm incorporated. It doesn't really matter, but I still just, all the money goes over there. All under the yeah. corp. It's just easier for taxes. <laughs> okay. So when you're applying for a mortgage, your main source of income is from your flipping business. Yes. That, that's really where the qualifications yes. come. Yeah. And I'm guessing you do something similar to me where you only pay yourself dividends that you need. 100%. And everything else you just leave. bare minimum, man. 50 yeah. grand a year is what I need. <laughs> the rest is in the corp. <laughs> well, yeah. Now yeah you got to yeah. have enough to go to Hawaii yeah, exactly, a few yeah. times and, yeah. and, uh, and do all that. Yeah. So, um, okay. So let's... Uh, what else can we dig into here? You do so much and you explain it so quickly, as, as you know. <laughs> yeah. um, you always have short interviews, but yeah. uh, we're going to draw this out. For sure, man. I'm good. <laughs> um, okay, so let's dig into the situation, what's happening now and what's how it's affected you. So with with the lockdowns, with the kind of current state um, of things, has that how has that affected your business model? Yeah, it was just more like we freaked out in like March and April, like what's going to happen? Is it going to, you know, is the whole world going to fall over? Um 
but yeah, we just I just kept plugging forward. I said once I started to see that this isn't really a big deal. Can I say that? <laughs> you can. <laughs> it's a bunch of crap. So uh, I knew that the market was gonna be fine. So oh, yeah. we just kept tripling down actually when people were running. Yeah. And then I, I just because I started the flipping business like right when that happened, it was like just starting it, like the the marketing business and to get uh, motivated sellers. We just started that in February, March of last year. So I just kept tripling down, and it's working. So yeah, yeah. So in terms of showings and stuff, you're are you still going yeah. in, or are, you, are more people doing videos? Like, yeah. it, it, what's happening on so that me end? as a, as a realtor, yeah, like nothing's changed in my life at all. It's like business wise or even my life, like nothing's changed, which is great. Um, we're still doing the exact same thing I was doing in January of last year before this all happened. Same thing. Yeah. yeah just a little weirder. I got to wear a mask sometimes and like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So your, yeah. your, your guy that handles your, your buyer acquisitions, yeah. is he, is he still going in or more? Are, so these sellers don't ever want to just send you a video. Do you get them to do we that? We get a couple of them. To, like if it's like an hour away from Kitchener Wildly yeah. area, we might ask them, can you just send us a video to see if we'll even go kind of thing. But yeah. we go to every single house. And we so have every time you get a call, every yeah. time you get a call, it doesn't matter. You're going to you're going to yeah. see it. So we we pre qualify all these leads too on the phone with a very in depth kind of questionnaire that's set up. That's like geniusly set up just yeah. to see if they're actually motivated. If they pass the yeah. test kind of thing, and they're actually motivated, and we can think we can get a deal going on here, then we'll go to the house. And yeah, we'll go every time, hundred percent. What what would qualify as a as a motivated person? Like, what do you need to hear to feel yeah. that they're motivated? We'll kind of just ask them like, what do you at the very end? Uh, we'll ask them like, what do you want? Basically, like, what's what's the price? And if they're like a million dollars, then like obviously we're not <laughs> gonna go. But if they're like, uh, you know, if it's a reasonable price that they say, number one, cool, we'll entertain it. If they say a ridiculous price, which is most of the time, we'll say like, how did you come to that? Oh, my neighbor sold for this, like or whatever, right? And then we'll just say, well, you know, we don't pay retail, we pay. A little lower but the transaction is gonna be way easier are yeah. you willing to entertain that offer if they say yeah. yes then oh then we'll go oh if so they we say, don't pay retail yeah straight up i just tell them like we're not paying what you think you're gonna get like we're just not gonna do that but how, how long into the call would that would that actually come up like everything before then is just you know why are you selling yeah, yeah. like where you know tell me what you've done to the house that kind exactly, of stuff yeah yeah so once they've gone through all that then you ask them what they want exactly now, hopefully before that, they've given you some sort of qualitative reason why they're selling. They oh, will. Like exactly. somebody in the family got That's ill, we need out. Or I feel like I don't know how honest they are. Like when I've had those conversations, yeah. it's hard to tell if they've been fully transparent yeah. sometimes. That's true. Um, so how do you know if they've they've given you the real reason or not? Yeah, you can kind of just hopefully tell in their voice if they're telling the truth or not. Yeah. Um, but if they're just like, I don't know, I'm just interested in seeing what the price would be. Yeah. It's like, okay, this isn't going to work, right? They're so just do you just try and end that call, yes. call? Or we just spin it to the realtor on our team. Like, well, it sounds like you want retail. Is that yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want full price for the house. Okay, well, let's get Brenda in there. Man, the re- having the realtor card there yes. too is amazing yes. because that actually allows you to, pro- to profit even when you can't. Exactly. Because Pays for the marketing, at least pays for the marketing. At I least. mean, I've I've done it where I've like referred other realtors yeah. and like they don't they don't want a realtor half the time. But if nope. you're already talking to them, you've already come and seen it, yeah. and you can you can actually say, hey, I can list it for this, make yeah. it real easy. Do you really want to go through this? Yeah, I think that that's such an advantage. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Most people, wholesalers don't even think about that aspect. It's yeah. just like, can I get a deal? No, I can't. Okay, next. It's like you just lost something. You just yeah. Because I mean, hypothetically, if they want to get like five hundred thousand dollars, there's there's at least what. 10 15 grand of commission yeah, there that sure. you had right yeah yeah definitely so the rule or the moral of the story is go become a realtor yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah a lot of people are like don't ever become a realtor if you're gonna be a wholesaler dude it's helped me so much so yeah. much because there's no in my mind there's no real value in trying to pull the wool over somebody's eye no, anyway because they're they're going to know you're not being honest with yeah. them yeah and especially like, right now like in, in this market like 
99% of sellers know this market is insane. So yeah. if you're going to try and bullshit them and be like, oh, I'm going to buy this house for hundred grand in Kitchener, they'll be like, get out of here. Like, yeah, did you know your house is only worth hundred? Yeah. Well, it just and it's not really a nice thing to do. Yeah, you get a bad, bad reputation if yeah. you do stuff like that. So yeah, and it just makes the wholesaling. Yeah, it gives it a bad name. Way right? worse. Which is people weird. are doing that like hundred percent, like lying to the people. Oh, hundred percent. Their deals are like, how the hell did you even get that? Like, you totally screwed them. So we won't get <laughs> in, <into> that. <laughs> unless, unless of course they didn't ask and you just said, hey, yeah. I can give you this. Oh, that's good. That's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? If that if that's yeah. a win win, yeah. that's a that works out okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so when you think about this future, obviously, like Ontario is locking down more yeah. at this point in time. I know you like to travel. Yeah. Is there, a, is there a scenario where you move your business out of the country? Yes. Uh, have, how have you set yourself up to pivot if you need to? Yeah, I set myself up with the private lending. That's the main reason why I started the private lending business was like building my escape. <laughs> so like this is the last winter I spend in Ontario yeah. for, uh, for at least the full winter. Like next year, December, right, or whatever. We're not spending the full winter in Canada, not even close. So, yeah. and ideally none of it. So that's the reason why I'm building this private lending business is the 20 grand by then, or maybe 30, 40 grand a month. And it's just, yeah. I'm out of here, man. Like I can just shut it down if I want to. Yeah. And hypothetically, you could take that money in, into the US. You could take it into exactly. another country and do something For similar sure. or yeah. continue earning the money back here. Yeah. Or maybe and, I flip houses in Florida. I don't know. I thought about yeah. it. Like, wh- why not? Why that's not? Actually why do my, I have to stay here? It's on my radar right now. Yeah. Flip houses in Florida. You, yeah. can, you can get an investor visa to do that. That's amazing. Tell <laughs> me more. Tell me more. <laughs> well, okay. So I did speak with somebody on this and um, he told me basically for 200, 200 grand US, my wife and I could go down. Yeah. And that, I mean, obviously you'd inject more than that. Uh, and then you have to basically be active. Now, don't quote me on this. Yeah. Obviously speak to somebody. But uh, if you're active, uh, basically you can apply for an L visa, I think it's called. Okay. And then from there you can apply within a year. Uh, for a more permanent visa, yeah. a visa that would get you uh, uh, residency. So the two hundred grand is it just investing in something, or is it just paying the government like a fee? So basically, he, what he told me is, uh, is I, I would go down, I would have to uh, set up my corp. Um, so I have to talk to my accountant first, uh, set up my corp and put the money in and actually buy something yeah. and then apply. So and then the caveat is I got to go leave, leave the U.S. And yeah. then um, they, they prepare like the business plan, your application. And then when you go to the border, you, you basically present it. Yeah. And uh, and then they approve it right on the spot. That's what he told nice. me. So we're just kind of initiating yeah. this process because this is definitely something for us. Like we just see a huge value, especially with the way Ontario is going right now, yeah. uh, whereas Florida is wide open. Dude, it's like there's there, there is no talking about florida is wicked <laughs> yeah i mean like how is that happening right like in a in a state where it's so elderly yes that that i mean things are not off the charts they're doing better than new york doing yeah. better than california yeah. better than illinois uh, yet they're not closed down they don't they don't social distance they don't Maybe. have mask requirements yeah. and and like like jacob perez is down there yeah, right yeah. now he's like going to restaurants everybody's yeah. just chilling I know. it's I have normal a bunch life. Of friends right now in florida doing yeah. instagrams so there's nothing it's just normal life it, it's like live live an actual life yeah, yeah. oh my god <laughs> meanwhile we have this <laughs> It's unbelievable, honestly. So, so what what do you realistically see happening for you in the next year then? Yeah, I'm just building this out um, and just taking it one day at a time, kind of with like the flipping business. But I know like within a year to two years, like we're not staying in Canada. Okay. Even if this goes away, like we're not staying in Canada because I just don't like yeah. winter. Yeah, like, and I've said period. the same. I've said the same to my wife. I'm like, I, I, she doesn't really want to be in Florida long term, yeah. but... I don't want to be in cold weather in the winter. Yeah. I mean, I'll come to go skiing, for but sure. after that, I want out. <laughs> yeah, like I've, I've been building this escape for like yeah. five years. Like I, so yeah. pre-corona, I knew I, I didn't want to stay yeah. in Canada. So and now yeah. it's like even way more. <laughs> 
So here's a good question for you. If you were to start over from mm-hmm. scratch, say something happened and you had absolutely nothing except what you know, which yeah. is obviously quite a bit. Yeah. What would you do to start from scratch right here, right now, where yeah. you are in Ontario? I'll just go back to the basics of what I did and just hammer social media. So you'd start on social media talking yeah. about what real estate investing is yep, just and educating. how it works. And then yeah. people reach out to you, you offer to JV. That's it. And then, so you'd build up your base again and work your way back into yeah, the private work lending. Back to the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. It's just, it's all about branding. Like nowadays with, you know, uh, social media, people, even pre-corona, they don't want to go out to meetings anymore. They don't want to leave the house, right? We're becoming mm-hmm. more of like a hermit culture, I guess. So people want to sit in their home in the comfort and watch and learn and read books and whatever, right? So if you can get into their house on their laptop or whatever, on yeah. YouTube, teaching them, like that's that's the future of business in general not just real estate investing but i saw that trend in 2012 like when i started this i Mm -hmm. i I saw the trend going that way you know at that time i was 22 years old or whatever 20 years old so i was young i was like in you know the social media i saw what was coming and it was just all hermit culture in a sense so no one's going out anymore no one's wearing the suit and doing the tricks and want to hear my investing pitch and here's my portfolio. People don't give a shit about that anymore. It's, oh, yeah. You're talking about like for investor yeah, presentations. Yeah. Agreed. Yes. Just business in general, like just getting clients mm-hmm. and getting like it's just changing, and especially now that we're in 2021. Like it's just totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, especially now, no one wants to go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, me and the podcast, I want to shoot it in person. Yeah, but that's how um, we do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much better. Right? Yeah, hundred percent, like, way better. You get to connect with people yeah. better when you when you do that. Yeah. So, um, tell me more about like what's going on with the YouTube business. Are you still doing? I think you were doing like three a week or so. Yeah, uh, something in that ballpark. Are you still doing that? Yeah. So we do two or three videos every single week, and then since 2012 when I started this it was all about joint venture attraction like the whole purpose of the of mm-hmm. the YouTube channel was just like building authority attracting real money partners not making money off of YouTube like making mm-hmm. real money off of YouTube that's yeah. what the real money is and then uh, but now we're switching the focus to building the subscriber base the brand yeah. um, stuff like that so so you, you actually partners. do want to monetize yes. direct on YouTube? Yeah, now, yeah. Because I'm at the point where like, I have the partners that I'll ever need. I have more money than I could ever raise for... I, yeah. I, I did it. I got that. Now it's yeah. time to build the, the clout. Okay. So um, I'll ask you about the lenders in a second. Um, and, but uh, regarding YouTube, like you monetized it a long time ago, right? Yeah, for sure, yeah. What like if you don't mind me asking like yeah. what how how much money can a person make from a, from yeah. an active YouTube it's, channel it's like minimal, yours? man especially yeah. in the real estate comparatively um, it's not much right yeah like in the real estate yeah. category like every category makes whatever they, yeah. like real estate's like a low category for money yeah. making but anyway I think we make like four hundred bucks a month or something like that yeah. on our YouTube channel yeah. but with, again the real money is getting people off of YouTube well that's that's where and it then, is right and then for us now it's like coaching or course sales like you mm-hmm. make way more money off yeah. of that than YouTube money. Yeah, you just made a course, didn't you? Yeah, so we have a couple. um, We have like the social media course that teach you how I do social media and branding and whatever. I teach you everything, how to do that. Mm. We have the renovations course where like if you want to renovate your properties like mine, you can get every single product I buy where to buy it. Uh, So you get that. And then now we're making the private lending course coming out in like two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And do you sell these courses, the seats in these courses before you finish them? No. So I just launch it when it's done. Yeah. So you just go ahead knowing that there's a demand for it. Yeah, for sure. And what gives you that confidence to know there's demand for it? Uh, we just do it, man. I just, I ask people generally on Instagram. So I do like a soft launch first. Like, hey, if I made a private lending course, would people want to buy it? It's like, yes, 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 yes. So like, okay, cool. I'll make it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you charge typically for something like that? Uh, that course will be 247 Okay. Yeah. So it's very attainable. Yeah, it's low. Like it's all my like courses that. are low. They're 500 bucks and under for like all my courses. Yeah. So. And something like that, how many people are going to buy a course like that from you? 
per year, I don't know, 40 to 50. You'll sell 40 60. to 50 courses yeah, a year. Yeah. That's not bad. And that just keeps going, right? So they yeah. just keep working for you. Yeah. Just more passive income, really. Yeah, <laughs> you're the master of passive income. Man. <laughs> I'm trying, man. Yeah, no, that, but that's that's where it's all at, and that's why I got into this business is I wanted to create passive. I do a lot. I do too much active right now, which mm. I I would prefer to to be able to to not do that. Yeah, so do I, man. <laughs> I got all these employees, and I'm still doing too much. But yeah, yeah. we're getting. I'm fine. Well, you're pulling it. the strings at the top, right? Yeah, exactly. But you also have a lot of flexibility, like. If you wanted to scale it down into nothing, you yes. could do it pretty quick. For Aside sure. from selling the properties, you probably yeah. would just still hang on to them. But you have Easy, management yeah. in place. Yeah, we got property management. I don't deal with any of those either. So yeah, yeah. Like so what's my, your day to day look like? Then? Yeah. So now it's just about uh, getting our new acquisition guy set up. He's pretty much all set up now. So the focus is switching to building more social media. So like I want to spend more time with my video guy doing even more videos. Yeah. Uh, more presentations whenever we can get back to regular life. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was the plan. Um, so just building the brand and having more fun, doing fun video stuff like this. Yeah. Like I don't want to be calling contractors and yelling at them. I have somebody else doing yeah. that now. So yeah, I have a, I have my guy on site that yeah. handles all that. So I'm, I'm minimally involved in that kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, that, that that's where a source of a lot of headaches can be. I can you tell get you, rid of that? That's the biggest one. Like that yeah. that was a life changer for me. Was hiring our pro, our project manager. And she's yeah. she's absolutely incredible. That she she sources all the subs. Yep. Well, you probably work at the same ones repeatedly. Yeah, same guys over and over again. Yeah. And now it's just, she's been with me for a year and a half. Like she's got the system down yeah. pat. She knows everybody, etc. Yeah. But yeah, like when we buy a project, I go at the very beginning only to shoot a video walkthrough for the purpose. <laughs> hey, this of, is the new one <laughs> for the purpose of JV attraction. Yeah. So I go shoot a video. That's it. And then I don't go back to the very very end when it's all done and pretty and staged and clean. I'll go back and shoot yeah. the last video, and that's when I see it all done. So your project manager does she handle paying everybody? Yep. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So everything. there's a certain level of trust that's there yes, to have 100%. access to my bank account. Yeah. All that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the ones that I just yeah, haven't, yeah. I haven't uh, had luck in, in relinquishing control in of. Yeah. 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 How did you find yourself to come to that point with different people? Like to be able yeah. to trust them? I just to... kind of did it. Like I just knew, um, like with my gut, like when I meet people, I just know with my gut if they're going to screw me or not. Cause every time I've been screwed by contractors or whatever, yeah. I always knew it at the beginning. Like this, you had a guy, gut feel on them, right? This guy's yeah, going to screw me, maybe, but I'm too in a hurry. I got to get this yeah. flooring job done or yeah. <laughs> job done, right? So, and then they screwed me. So, but anyway, so I knew with her, she was a great person. I just trust yeah. her. And like I gave her access to my bank account, like in the first week of her coming on. I just knew it. And I just had to, man. Like I, even if she stole a thousand bucks or like whatever from me, like how much, like what did you mitigate your downside with her? Like, well, I check my bank account like every day. Cause that, like, <laughs> like any obsessed investor. <laughs> so, just, so you're saying, yeah, yeah, realistically, like there's, there are limits on how much could be paid out except for a check. Like if you're yeah, a yeah, check yeah. to herself or oh, something. Yeah, true. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh crap. I didn't yeah. Think that. But yeah. So, but yeah. I'll have like the record online. Like, yeah. you know, I can sue her, but like, I'd rather not go through that process, but yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. just knew she would never do that. And yeah, I just did it, man. Like I need this outsourced. I just need it. So, do it. Yeah. I'm going to hold my, you know, pray that you don't mm-hmm. screw me. If you do, I'll deal with it then. Yeah. So for, for someone like such as myself, like I'm looking for more good help in that yeah. kind of capacity. Um, where do you go and what's your process to find good help? Yeah, I just do um, kind of referral base, like who knows who. And then how I hired like everybody is my Instagram. I'll just yeah. do a shout out. I need a project uh-huh. manager, do a video resume. Video resume is what I always do for all positions um, before they even apply or like before I meet them. I want them to send me a video that's screening number one. So they do a video, they're hardworking most likely. And then I can tell the personality base from the video. I can just okay. kind of tell like, yeah, you're not going to mesh well or like, yeah, you yeah. will. And then I'll meet you. So that's kind of my process mm-hmm. for hiring. It's just social media, man. Like I just, so everything is through there. Yeah. I think what Instagram, you're like, what, 10,000 followers or you yeah, want? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. 10, yeah. 12, something like that. And, and then, that's, that's enough traction. You can, yeah. 
And what do you find the motivation of the people that are coming to you? Like just various different types of drives. They like real estate. Yeah, I like real estate. And then again, I don't want to like toot my own horn, but like because we've built such a great brand, when I do like a job posting, people want to be like, yeah. when they apply, they're like, I want to be on the fruitful team. Like, please hire me. I want to be yeah. part of this. So I'm getting a different yeah. caliber of person. And the yeah. people that would screw me, they're like, I'm not going to go over there because yeah. he's intense. Like, yeah. I'm not going to even try. So that that's kind of what I think is going on, which is, yeah. Yeah, well, that's awesome. And I think you're right. Like the brand, the brand is a big thing. Um, I, I think I need to embrace embrace that a bit more, like because I know I built the, the brand around yeah. the podcast and stuff, and I've again still hold on to control, and yeah. it's, it, it caps it caps growth for, for sure. sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, some some obviously ones are like a, an admin assistant, somebody yes. who can handle the books and stuff. The like emails, I, that's a big emails. One too. Oh, oh my god, dude. somebody in my email inbox would be absolutely yes. amazing. Need that tomorrow, like that's what you got to do is get yeah. someone into your email. So even your Matt, your Matt email address is, is she, yeah, my project manager does all my emails, sends out all the realtor listings, finds the property. Yeah. She's my realtor assistant and project manager assistant. So she's running full time. But like, yeah, yeah dude, that, those two hires were like, I was like, what do I do now? So my your whole, video, your video like, and your project management were your biggest two, 100%, like yeah. free your time. Yeah. Now. And now you can think bigger picture. Exactly. And that's the thing. Now I'm thinking about like course making courses or, you know, I've got some other big plans coming up. So like I'm thinking about, I have time to think about those and building the business while yeah. the minions, which are they're not minions, but <laughs> the minions. yeah, they're like amazing minions, I guess. Yeah. They're taking care of the day to day stuff, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I pay them super well. That's the other thing. Like I pay them very well. Like way above average. Way above average. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. It has to be. <laughs> so your your monthly payroll, like are you in the, you're probably like. Yeah, for the two employees, it's like 10 grand a month. 10 grand yeah, for the two. For the two, okay. yeah. If it's profitable for you, I mean, it basically yeah, buys you back sense. your life, right? So, well, you, so your private thing. lending covers that. So then you've, you've basically freed your time. Yeah. And you're still cash flowing. Well, that's the biggest thing. Like that's why I love the private lending so much. Because like that private lending pretty much pays for the entire marketing business of the of the. Yeah deal attracting for the yeah. private deals. And then it also pays my employees. So like anything I make after is just, crazy. Is just in my pocket, realtor income, flipping income, course sales, yeah. coaching, it's just pocket, pocket. So it's fantastic. Yeah. That's why I love private lending. That's a brilliant way of thinking about it. And when you have like passive income that pays mm-hmm. for your business expenses every month, and then everything after that is net zero, like yeah. that's a game changer because yeah. mentally, because you're just like, if I make a well, dollar, then you, you like, eliminate fear, right? That, that's exactly. I remember when I started in the mortgage business, I was like so stressed because I had like Me no too. money. Yeah. And uh, I remember speaking with my mother-in-law now, like she wasn't my mother-in-law then, but um, she basically just said, okay, stop spending anything yeah. <laughs> and don't worry about anything. You will make money. Yeah. And she's like, you know, you can't be afraid here. Like, yeah. And that that stuck with me. And I remember reading Napoleon Hill, same thing. You yeah. know, you can't, you can't succeed if you're worried about losing. Yeah. So and you, it's, it's, it's easy to, cause I'm the same way. Like it's easy to tell people like, Oh, you got to spend 10 grand a month. Yeah. But if you don't have it, you're like, I get it logically, but like, yeah. I don't have it, man. So it's, uh, yeah, it just takes a little bit. Even yeah. now I still, like when I see my payroll, I'm like, Oh man, yeah. but like, I know logically it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's easy to tell someone like you got to spend 10 grand a month when they make 30 grand a year at their job to make, you know, flyers to send out flyers every month to get, yeah, most people don't have the stomach. Yeah, like they, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I get it totally. Like, it makes sense. You have a life, you have kids, you have a mortgage. Like, you can't just be spending 10 grand every month and not getting deals. You'll mm-hmm. go bankrupt in three months. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it, but you also got to spend. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm on the same page with you. I guess the thing I think bridges that is those little successes. Like yeah. if you have a little success you build. Yes. And I think for you it didn't it wasn't 0 to 100 all at once. Oh yeah. You no had way. the vision but but yeah. you started with a small okay this works. Yeah. So now if I scale this reasonably it should continue to work. Exactly. 
So, so yeah. how do you recommend people get a, a few small successes to help them? Like if somebody's new or starting, like how yeah. do they get the small successes that are going to lead to them yeah. feeling comfortable growing? You have to work like 14 to 16 hours a day, like straight up. Like I, I wished it, that wasn't the case. And like yeah. I was preached like a fruitful lifestyle and healthy. Mm-hmm. But like at the beginning, man, like you have to work harder than you've ever worked before. Yeah. And that's just been my secret. Like I, that's, there is no secret. Like that's. Yeah. I just, I'll outwork you. And then nowadays I'll outspend you. <laughs> like, that's it, man. Like just domination. Yeah. That's what it takes to be financially be awesome. free, to be awesome. Like there's no tricks or you can yeah. learn and read your books and talk to the seller this way. Say this thing at this time. Like you can spend time just doing that shit and just wasting yeah. time or just do it, man. Like that's the problem. Yeah. People just don't do it. They just spend time reading. and. So somebody getting started, what kind of work are you going to send them off to do? Depends what, what their goals are. Are they looking for JV, buy and hold? Are they looking to build a flip business? Yeah, I, I get people reaching out to me. They're like, well, Andrew, what do you recommend? You know, should I, should I start a wholesaling business or should I you know, flip properties? Yeah. Well, and my response is always, you know, what, what are your goals? But yeah. um, you know, say somebody, if you don't know anything, yeah. like, what do you, how are you going to learn and overcome? I guess like generally, if someone's starting off, the general thing I would say is you should never wholesale or flip at the beginning, ever. Like you're not ready, not even close. So you need to do the buy and hold stuff. So figure that out and build your, your wealth, your, the, the, the real money with the buy and holds. Mm-hmm. Do that for a couple of years. Make your mistakes over there. Because if you make a mistake renovating a buy and hold, big deal. You overspent a little. You overpaid a little. Mm-hmm. Just hold it three more years. You'll be rich. Trust me. So you can make your mistakes. If you do those mistakes on a flip, you're done. You lose money. Yeah. yeah. And if it's your first flip, your net worth is zero or negative 30000 You have student debts or like whatever. Yeah. And then you lose another 30000 on a flip. You're not doing real estate ever again. You're going to say, see, yeah. I knew it didn't work and you're never going to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have that confirmation of, yeah. of your own failure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I agree with you. Like, you know, just talking about the things that will get people out of the business really fast and failing yeah. early is, is one of them. Yeah. And like, it seems so sexy, right? Like flipping, like I see on HGTV, it looks so easy. They do in half an hour. It's easy, right? It's like literally the hardest thing. I, I would agree. Like, that's why I was always so impressed with what you were doing because finding basic flips, like I was flipping like student rentals yeah. and I had a very specific buyer and I was selling above market at the end. Yeah. Um, but without that, like to go to go in and to be able to do it successfully like you're doing it uh, requires an exceptional amount of skill, especially yeah. on the buy side, yeah. especially being able to buy them low, well, that's... knowing exactly what your renovations cost. Yeah. Um, like, do you mind just kind of like running me through like a couple of typical prices, like what you're t- like the one you showed on an Instagram video today, Yeah, I think you showed, uh, just like a bungalow the guy's going to move into the top Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they're going to convert the basement. Yeah. You're figuring 80 grand. Yeah. So the first thing I want to say is like the wholesaling, every, there's this kick right now online, like all across North America, like wholesaling is so easy. It's so easy. Just like do it from your yeah. laptop. I'll just say one thing, wholesaling or like finding motivated sellers is literally the hardest thing out of anything I've done in real estate is the hardest and most skillful thing. So it's not easy. So you should do that in year seven or eight or nine of being an investor. Don't do it on year one. Going back to this one now. So the, the typical deal for that one you mentioned uh, for the, the duplex where they're moving in, yeah. typical duplexes right now or single family that we're going to turn to a duplex, we're buying them around um, 560, somewhere around there. Yeah. And then they're putting in 140,000 in okay. rentals to make it look fruitful style and all legalized. Yeah. And then they're appraising around 730 to 750. Yeah, 730. Which is tight. That's a tight. Um, it used to be way better than that. But so you're getting about 40,000 of equity kind of on day one. It used okay. to be like 100 grand. So the full refi is not happening in Kitchener. No, don't and it's not happening in most places. Yeah, exactly. Unless you buy like what you're showing, you know, you buy something that's worth five, five and change yeah. for 410 or exactly, whatever it yeah. is. Then you have the chance to do that. Yeah. But, but you have but to do something to create that. Yeah, need on the haystack too. Well, and that's what I've been saying. Like, you know, you, you've preached 
stick to a market for yeah. so long and now your market's become somewhat prohibitive yeah is it time to look elsewhere are you okay to look elsewhere or no yeah I'm okay to do it. Like we're, especially now with our fluffing business, I'm expanding it to like an hour radius, which people are like, whoa, you're leaving Kitchener. I'm like, yeah, I got, I have to. But, yeah. uh, but you, for me to like go to Florida, like those are all things I might do. But right now, uh, yeah. we can still crush it in my area for sure. You can yeah. always crush it if you get an under market value deal. And there's always right. people. Well, and now you have sell. the system set up. But I mean, if it's yeah. somebody new, yeah. is that necessarily the right move? Like I've talked to yeah. a lot on this podcast about kind of expanding your area of search. You don't need to invest in multiple places, but yeah. find a place yes. that you like. Exactly. That, that you know there you're not looking for a needle in a haystack. You know there are deals there. It's easier to succeed because yeah. again, if you fail early, you're less likely to continue. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you're like in Ontario and you're starting off, go to Nova Scotia or Edmonton. Right, like that, those way lower price en- yeah. entries. New Brunswick, good market. New Brunswick, nice, nice market for cash flow. Yeah. still. Like I know a lot of people are all of a sudden going to, at going out east to mm-hmm. flip and do buy and holds. So yeah. it's like, yeah, maybe you should do that. I guess like, a lot of people in Northern Ontario, Sudbury, yeah. Saint Marie. Yeah, great. Um, I just don't want to go to the cold, p- exactly, cold place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds cold. As soon yeah. as we're going north, I'm For not sure. interested. Exactly. I'd rather uh, flip south, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that sounds way better. I mean, yeah. I, I truthfully don't want to deal with another country, but at the same time, like it's yeah. it's something I'm ready to cons- uh, yeah. consider because Canada doesn't have any warm locations. Yeah, this, yeah, it sucks. If we bought the what was it, Turks and Caicos, they were gonna yeah, or I acquire oh at one God. point. That never happened. Yeah. Um, all right, Matt. So. Last piece of advice, one overarching thing kind of on your mind right now uh, as the golden nugget in, in real estate investing yeah. that you would like to share with our audience. What would you say? Put your nose down and just work insanely hard. That's what it takes. It's not, there's no gimmick or trick or you can do the social media stuff. Like I can teach you how to do all that stuff and it's great, but you need to work like yeah. you've never worked before if you want passive right. lifestyle. And and I couldn't agree more. I think early on, a lot of people ask me, is it possible to invest cross country? Uh, and be successful. I'm like, of course it is. Yeah. But you would need to invest significant time yeah. in that market to like know an insane it. amount of time. Yeah, insane, like an unreasonable amount. Yeah. Uh, while you're working a full time job, <laughs> unreasonable. I like that. That's Un- like one of my things. Like you need to be unreasonable. Like yeah. Like people understand like how obsessed I am, or like like you are. Like I know like top level guys. Like I I know how we think. You need to be like yeah disgustingly obsessed at first right at first. You, can, you can back off exactly. once you've once you've got your systems but to get yeah. your systems like man I, i've told this story many times i slept on the floor in the property I like it. i rolled up the air mattress yeah. as i hear workers arriving at the site i'm like oh hey guys what's up yeah yeah <laughs> walking out that's takes, the like honestly that's people yeah. aren't willing to do that they're just not willing yeah well especially like get kids get married like once you do that a lot totally of people understand. don't want to yeah but I mean, we all had a breaking point. Exactly. And when you hit it, then you're willing to do things you weren't willing to do before. So. 100%. You need to hit that rock bottom, I guess, before you yeah. just kick into gear. Yeah. Where should we send uh, people if they want to know more about you or if they didn't already know you? Yeah. Go to YouTube, type in Fruitful Investor. You'll find me. Uh, that's the best place. Instagram, Matt Pichet. Uh, those two, you'll see everything behind the scenes, what I'm doing every yeah. day, all my videos, all my projects. Yeah. yeah. One thing I can say, like Matt's very transparent, says what's on his mind. Yeah curse words and all which i really appreciate <laughs> not holding anything back yeah. um we need more of that we need sure. you know people who just tell it like it is and exactly and i uh, appreciate that about what you do i appreciate you coming over yeah. today awesome thanks and, for having uh, me. yeah it's really nice connecting again yeah thanks for tuning in to today's episode please make sure to share this episode far and wide help it help more people i really appreciate you tuning in thanks i'll see you on the next one <laughs>